listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Because one of the important things in our marriage is, and especially for those of us that are raising kids with special needs, is to make sure we understand each other and to be a great team together. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode. You know, it's Father's Day weekend coming up and we just wanna give a shout out to all of you amazing dads out there who are loving and serving your families so well. And moms, if you are still looking for a gift to give to the father of your amazing kids with special needs, let me tell you about a book that my late husband and I co-authored together called Common Man Extraordinary Call, Thriving as the Dad of a Child with Special Needs. My late husband had started this book um, before he passed away, and I was honored to get to help him finish the book. And it is just a great resource to help dads know how they can better love and serve their families. Now, you can get it at Amazon, or you can also order it through the Rising Above website. And I know it will be a blessing uh, to your family, so I encourage you to check that out. So my guest today, uh, what? Yes? Hey, Becky. Um, Steve, I, do you, I'm recording a podcast. Yes, and I couldn't help it over here. You're about to introduce your guest. Yes. Um, your guest just texted, and they're not going to make it. Could, what, wait, what? Yeah, they're not going to make it. They didn't say. Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. It's, okay, well, I guess I'll stop the recording, and uh, we'll just go, oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait. No, 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 no. Tell you what, just give me the mic, and <laughs> Wait a minute, we did this before. I'll take over. Wait a minute. Right. Are you sure? Absolutely. Wait a minute. What okay? What do you have in mind? Do I? Need- uh, I don't know, but uh, it'll okay. come to me. I feel good about it. Okay. I feel good about it today. So, so you're gonna? We're gonna do another podcast takeover with Steve Chapman. Yes. Okay. I like well, it. I just all had right. a cup of coffee. I'm good to go. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this should be interesting. So I'm gonna turn the mic over to Steve here, and we'll see what he's got to share. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Thanks, Steve. All right. Well, hey, folks. Steve Chapman here, and wow, that uh, that actually went a little bit better than I thought. I can't believe Becky actually uh, let me take over. So, but uh, hey, I'm excited to be with you here on this uh, podcast takeover uh, that we've done a couple times now. So, but I'm good to go. I've got um, some random thoughts. I've got some nice caffeinated beverage beside me here, and uh, I've got a few minutes. So. Let's see what happens. So, hey, so Becky said in the intro that uh, this week, Father's Day is coming up, which is uh, obviously one of my favorite holidays because I am a father. Uh, So if you don't know or haven't listened in a while, let me just give you a quick uh, reintroduction of who I am. My name is Steve Chapman. I'm on staff here with Rising Above, and uh, I'm married to my wife, and we just celebrated 25 years back in January and uh, which is awesome. We have five children. Uh, our oldest is 27, and then we have two daughters, 20 and 19, who both have Down syndrome. And then we have our 17-year-old who just graduated high school this week. And then our youngest is our boy, and he is 11. And um, so that's our kid. We've also got four grandbabies. Our oldest daughter has four children. So we have a lot of kiddos that we are parenting and now grandparenting. And so it is very good. Um, As a dad, uh, you know, one of my favorite verses over the years 
comes out of a little, little book in the Bible towards the very end, just before Revelations. In the third John, there's first John, second John, in third John, and in verse four, John writes there and he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. You know, and as a dad, that is such my heart is to hear the one thing I, I, I want for my children um, is not that they experience great success in life, in business, in academics, and whatever, but ultimately that they know, love, and follow God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's my heart for them. Uh, I spent 20 years before coming to Rising Above, I spent 20 years as the family pastor at our church and constantly sharing that truth with moms and dads and challenging dads to step up and be these godly leaders. And um, got to tell you some of my proud moments um, as a dad. So we started a little school at our church and uh, several years ago, and my daughter was there. She was probably in about sixth grade. And one afternoon, I get a phone call from the principal and he said, hey, Steve, this is Dr. So-and-so, and, -so, and uh, we've had an incident here at the school. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, he needs me to come down as a staff member to kind of help out with something. He says, uh, yeah, a couple of our students kind of during one of their uh, breaks, um, they were um, had got some matches or some, or some of these little lighters and uh, were uh, burning some papers in the trash can in the room. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, and he says, Ann, I, I hate to have to tell you this, but one of them was your daughter. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is really great. And uh, so I come down there and I'm so embarrassed, you know, and here's my daughter. And the story, as the story unfolded, they were bored looking for something to do. Well, because my daughter, it was my daughter and her dad's on staff at the church and she knows where everything is. She knew where we kept the lighters, where we would light candles for our candlelight service at Christmas and so she knew where the lighter was, and they had this brilliant idea that wouldn't it be funny just to see if we could burn some of these papers here in the trash can. So proud dad moment there for sure. So, but hey, just to let you know that I'm a real dad, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't always go the way we we want to. You know, with Father's Day coming up, and I wanted to kind of step in here and to the mic and just share some thoughts that are on my heart. So let me tell you this. So moms, if you're listening right now, hey, let me encourage you, uh, go get your husband. Or if he's going to get off work later or, or one day this weekend, maybe just push pause, rewind this thing, and get him to come and listen to this episode with you. Because I'm going to talk a lot of things about dads. Uh, we're going to have some fun. I'm uh, going to give you some some little tips and share just some stories in my life. I think, it's, I think it would be something that you and your husband uh, would enjoy listening together. So I want to encourage you to do that, um, and I think you guys will enjoy this. So let me tell you about my dad. I'm so blessed. Um, this November will mark 10 years since my dad left this life, this earth, and went on to be with the Lord. And so he's been with the Lord for 10 years now. This will be, I guess, the ninth Father's Day um, that I will not call my dad and wish him a happy Father's Day here on earth, but uh, I had a great dad. I loved my dad, and I know his heart was was the same as mine when it comes to that passage in John of, I have no greater joy than to see my children are walking in the truth, and my dad was was a great man. Now, here's a thing that I, I remember even sharing at my dad's funeral. 
My dad, by the world's standards, was really a nobody. Um, he wasn't famous. He was no CEO of a major corporation. Um, he left no vast estate that attorneys had to walk us through and navigate us through his will and, and trusts and all these things. There was no great inheritance. But what my dad left for me and my, my siblings, um, he left a legacy. Um, and the difference there, an inheritance is oftentimes something we live, leave for our children, but a legacy is something we leave in them. And my dad left a legacy in me and my siblings. Um, he was not at all perfect. None of us are, uh, but, uh, but, but he was faithful. Um, some things that stick out in my mind about my dad is uh, growing up, we, we didn't always have a lot. And mom, one of the meals we would make is hamburgers because you can feed a lot. And there was six of us and mom would make hamburgers. And uh, as me and my brother got older, you know, we, we would eat, use at least two hamburgers. And we never seemed to have enough buns for, for everybody. And so I always remember watching my dad would eat his hamburger on light bread, you know, sandwich bread, which to me as a young boy, I thought that was so disgusting because I was like, you know, I mean, this, the, it's, it's not thick like a, a hamburger bun. It's not designed to eat a hamburger with. I just thought that's disgusting. But dad would do that. And he, the reason he would do that is so that his kids could have the hamburger buns because he himself knew, yeah, this is not the best way to eat a hamburger. You want to have, you know, a nice bun there. But he made that sacrifice. I remember a season when dad had, um, we were struggling financially and I knew we didn't have a whole lot. Um, but my aunt and uncle and cousins came to visit us from North Carolina and they were going through a hard time as well. And my uncle had been unemployed for a while and I remember as they were, they had packed up, they were, the trip was over, they were heading back to North Carolina and we were all in the driveway and mom was on one side talking to my aunt and dad was on this side talking to my uncle and I was at the back uh, window talking to my cousins. And I just remembered, and dad didn't, did this in a way, he didn't want anyone to see it, but I saw it. I, I saw him reach in his pocket and he pulled out and I could see it was a $20 bill. And he just sort of discreetly handed it to my uncle and I heard him say, to my uncle, hey, you guys stop. It's a long trip back home. You guys stop and get you something to eat. That was so significant because I knew my, I knew my uncle, I knew they were struggling. Um, they probably didn't have money to stop for something to eat. Um, but I also knew that that might have probably been my dad's last $20 that week. But he was a giving person and, and he was a selfless man. And, and those little things had such an impact on me. And those are just a couple of many things that I witnessed in my dad. And the thing that I learned and that I've learned about my own self and being a dad is it's not about being this great dad. It's not about uh, being super dad and, and, and what we accomplish in this life. But really, it's about just the small, consistent investments we make in our children's lives over time that makes a big impact on them. You know, as a matter of fact, God in his word has given us a, a, a very simple blueprint for this. In Deuteronomy chapter six, Moses is talking to the nation of Israel and he's, he's telling the, the, the adult generation, he's telling them this law, these teachings that I'm sharing with you today, you are to share these with your children. And he says, and here's how he says to do it. He says, when you get up, 
when you walk by the way, when you lie down, impress these truths upon their hearts. Now, I've thought about that over the years and how brilliant of a strategy, because it's a strategy that, that is transcendent of time and cultures. It works everywhere because basically pretty much every human being throughout history, we do those three things every single day. Think about it. You get up in the morning, you move around throughout the day, and then ultimately you lay down and go to bed. And Moses says, when you get up, when you walk around, and when you go to bed, impress these truths on their hearts. And so that was something that I've tried to follow as a dad when, you know, so just thinking about that, like when I get up in the morning, one of the first things I do is I usually hug my kids. You know, we pass in the, I may pass them in the hallway or I walk into the kitchen and there they are and they just get a big old hug. Hey, good morning. It's good to see you. You know, it's just a little simple thing like that that makes an impact. Uh, in the afternoon when we're moving around, uh, a lot of times when I would pick the kids up from school, I would play a game with them. I would say, let's play three things that you did today. And two of those things are true, but then I want, one of them, I want you to make up a story that didn't happen. And I have to try and guess which one is made up. And they loved this game. Uh, but it was also a way for me just to, you know, find out what was going on in their life. And, and it opened up conversations. And again, just making small little investments in their life, redeeming that drive time when we could have just been listening to music or we could have just been sitting in silence or I could have been on my phone talking to someone. It was engaging them in that 30 minutes that we had there, whatever. And then at night, I tried to make an effort to say something to each of my kids every night. Um, when they're little, one of the things I would do is just, to, I would make up stories. Uh, for years with my daughter, I made up these stories about a couple named Millie and Oscar who lived in Idaho. And I would just make up these random crazy stories about their life. They were potato farmers in Idaho. And I would make up these stories. Sometimes I would borrow storylines from old 1970s sitcoms that I grew up watching, like the Brady Bunch or the Waltons or something like that. And, and I, would, I, would make, I would change the names and make up these stories. And my daughter just thought I was a brilliant storyteller. But but it was just, again, and then I pray over them and pray with them. And so it's just redeeming those moments. It's a simple thing like that, but it's those small, consistent investments over time that have a, truly have a big impact. It's not about necessarily the big things that we do for our kids, but it's just those small, consistent investments that make such an impact on their lives. And I want to encourage you with that, just like my dad and, and just like I'm trying to be like him and be that for my kids. Dads, you, you can do this. I know with social media and, and, and some of the pressures that that induces today that we've got to have it all together and we've got to be all this and know all this, and it's just not true. We just got to be real guys that show up over time. Day after day, we're going to mess up. We're going to get it wrong, but we just we pick ourselves up and we, we keep moving forward and just keep making those small, consistent investments in our kids' lives. It really makes a big difference. It really does. So I want to encourage you to do that and just to hang in there because you can do it, okay? Now, let's talk a little bit about Father's Day coming up, okay? Now, and I want to kind of speak here to the moms, to the wives. This is, I'm going to give you some great information here as you plan what to do for your husband, or if, if your dad's silly, what can you do for your dad? Let me give you, I want to give you some helpful things here to make this Father's Day perhaps the best ever, okay? So I want to I wanna share with you, the New York Post did a, a report a couple of years ago, but I think it was like in 2019, okay? They did this survey of dad. They asked the question that has needed to be asked for many, many generations. And the question was, 
what do dads really want for Father's Day? I, I think we've done a lot of assuming over the years and the decades and the generations. And so finally they asked the question, what do dads really want for Father's Day? And they asked real dads. And so let me share with you some of the results from this survey. So it was very interesting. Let me start with what dads universally do not want, okay? 64% of the dads reported in this survey that they specifically did not want anything that says world's best dad on it. Coffee mugs, t-shirts, caps, bumper stickers, license you know, plate, none of that stuff. I don't want anything that says world's best dad, okay? Love the heart behind it, love the sentiment, but like, eh, don't really feel all that comfortable, honestly, driving around town with that. Kind of seems a little arrogant, you know, really, are you? Based on what, dude, you know? So nothing with world's best, dad. Don't get anything like that. If you've already done that, it's already wrapped. I'm sorry. Go ahead and give it to them. They will pretend they love it because that's what dads do. But that's the big, big no-no. So what do dads want? Well, here's what's interesting. 76% of dads in this survey said they prefer an experience over a physical gift. Now, I'm assuming unless that physical gift might be like Super Bowl tickets or maybe a brand new zero-turn lawnmower, I don't know. But 76% said they prefer an experience over a physical gift. Now, let, let's kind of follow that for just a moment. Also in this same study, 41% said that a big juicy steak would be great, okay? So let's, let's keep going here. An experience big juicy steak, 40% said they just wanted to be able to watch whatever they want to on television. That's an experience, okay? So also in this survey, they found that 50% of the dads love to grill. Their position was, if, if we're going to grill out, I'm going to be at the grill. I'm going to be the one grilling. And the reason for that is because 60% of these dads also felt like they were actually the best cook in the house. Sorry, wives. Sorry, moms. The dads just think when it comes to the grill, they are indeed the grill master. So 60% said they are the best cook. 50% want to be at the grill. 79%, 79% of these dads said that they love to bond and connect with their children over food. Okay? We're, we're tracking here. We're building something here. I'm going to give you a, a, a huge tip here in just a second. Last thing I want to tell you from this survey, 56% of the dads said they love to tell classic dad jokes. Okay? So let's put all that together from this survey. Lots of numbers there. What does it mean? Here's what it means. The ultimate Father's Day gift. Okay? You might want to write this down, record it or something. This is, this is going to be great. And you can... And, the thing about this is you can do it every Father's Day. It'll never get old. Trust me, I'm a dad. So based on this survey of what we see that dads prefer, here's what you need to do. This Father's Day, buy dad a new grill or clean his grill up, get his grill ready, borrow a grill. It doesn't matter, but get a grill. Invite all the kids over. If some of them are older, or if they're all still young, get all the kids. It's Father's Day. All the kids are here. Buy some nice, juicy steaks, best steaks in town, and then ask your husband, ask dad 
to grill the steaks. I know it's like, oh, we're supposed to cook for him. No, 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 listen, he thinks he's a better cook. He loves to grill. And here's what you do. Say, babe, you are definitely the grill master. We love your steaks. and We want you to grill steaks. All the kids are gonna be here. We're gonna be here. We've got you a new grill. We've got the grill cleaned up, whatever. Dad, grill us some steaks. Because remember, they love bonding with their kids over food. So dad, grill us some steaks. And then dad, while we're eating, dad, we want you to bring your best dad jokes. Just, you've got us. We're a captive audience. Tell us your best dad jokes and be sure, moms, that you prompt the kids. Laugh hysterically at these jokes, some that you're not going to understand. Laugh hysterically. And then after lunch, after you've enjoyed that delicious steak meal that dad cooked for you because he's the grill master and you've laughed hysterically at these dad jokes and he's feeling awesome, then, then everybody needs to leave, go do something else. So dad, can sit and watch what he wants to watch on TV. And ultimately, he's going to fall asleep and take an incredible nap in peace and quiet. That is the ultimate Father's Day gift, okay? Trust me. You pull that off for your husband uh, this year, he's going to love it. That's a great Father's And hey, listen, that's based off of scientific evidence, okay? Survey from the New York Post. It's good stuff there. You've got it, Okay. So make sure you got all that written down. That's what dads want for Father's Day. There you go. Dads, you hear me out there. I'm sure you do. Now, this show today is all about giving you information, giving you helpful stuff. So in that survey, dads love classic dad jokes, and they love to tell them. So dads, you need to be listening up. You need to be writing this down, recording this. I'm going to give you some of the best dad jokes out there, okay? So here's our dad jokes segment, okay? Best dad jokes. Here we go. Number one, my friend was showing me his tool shed and he pointed to a ladder and he said, that's my step ladder. I never knew my real ladder. (laughs) Classic dad joke. Of all the inventions of the last 100 years, the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. (laughs) That's good stuff, right? That's good stuff. I love this one. To whoever stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. You get it, right? It's great, right? <laughs> These are so good. I love this one. This is this is great. This one is like, and you've got to be sure you just got to pause at the end for this one, okay, Dad? So I'm just telling you how to tell this next one. You look at everybody and say, hey, guys, guess what? I just recently ordered an egg and a chicken from Amazon. I'll let you know. Just just keep thinking. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. You'll get it. I was in a job. Here's a great one. I was in a job interview the other day and they asked if I could perform under pressure. I said no, but I could perform Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> All the uh, Queen fans out there, uh, you'll get that joke. It's a good one. My landlord, this is great too. This is a great dad joke. My landlord told me we need to talk about the heating bill. I said, sure, my door's always open. (laughs) I love it. Last one, last one, last classic dad joke. What's green and has wheels? Grass. I just lied about the wheels. (laughs) Classic dad jokes. There you go. That's worth listening to the show for. You've got, you've got some great arsenal there. So there you go. Get the grill, get some juicy steaks, ask dad to grill for Father's Day. 
Tell him to bring his best dad jokes, laugh hysterically, and then let him watch TV and take a nap. Best Father's Day gift ever, right? Okay, so let me tell you about another uh, thing about dads, okay? We as men, we are fixers. We like to fix things. And, and this is something that moms need to understand about their husbands, about dads, um, is we, we like to problem solve. I remember years ago, my wife, when we were first married, she was working in this new office and she would come in. And on this one particular day, she came in and she was telling me about us, just a, a distant interaction in the office and some, some conflict with some of the coworkers. And it was really stressing her. And she was sharing this with me. And I'm listening to this and she sort of finishes sharing. And I know we'll forget, even as she's talking, I'm thinking this through. And when she finished kind of sharing, I said, well, hon, here's what you need to do. And I laid out this incredible, brilliant plan of action to solve this drama in the office with her and her fellow coworkers there. And I finished this and I was fully expecting her just to look at me, to get up off the couch, to come and give me a hug and a kiss and say, babe, you're the most brilliant man I've ever met. Thank you for that classic, wonderful, timely advice. I'm going to put it in play tomorrow when I go in the office. Thank you so much. Now let me fix you dinner. Well, ladies, I'm sure you know that is exactly not what happened at all. Uh, because here's why. Did my wife actually want me to solve that problem? If you don't know, the answer is no. She absolutely did not. What she wanted was for me to come sit on the couch, put my arm around her, say something like, babe, that's, that's a tough situation. That really is hard. Um, and, but that's just not the first thing oftentimes that comes to a husband, to a guy's mind. Again, we are fixers. We're problem solvers. And, and so we just have to recognize that. And, and, and I, I, you know, I tell my wife, I say, hey, just give me some grace there. This is just how my brain works. This is how I'm wired. Uh, but help me with that. Help me to know what you need because my heart is to, is to help you. My heart is to help you solve that problem. It's just sometimes I forget that the first thing that she needed was just some empathy, was for me just to sit with her and kind of be with her in that, that struggle and then there, there would come a time when she would be open for my, you know, ideas and suggestions on how to do this. But initially, just so, so guys there, just know initially, just kind of before you start jumping right into the problem solving and fix it, just know that, hey, just kind of be in that moment with her, okay? Um, but wives, moms, listen, God has given you these guys, and we are fixers. And the truth of the matter is, we're pretty good at that. God has wired us to be pretty good fixers. Um, and with a lot of things, it can be things around the house, it can be things that, that you're, you're facing at work, it can be things with the kids. I mean, there's a lot of things, and God has just wired us to be problem solvers. So here's a little tip. Let me just inject here. We're talking about Father's Day gifts. Here's a great Father's Day gift. This is I got this a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved it. My kids got me this box full of full of stuff. It, there was duct tape. There was super glue, zip ties, WD-40. I mean, just all kinds of these little things 
that were fantastic because I am constantly, you know, oiling the hinges of the cabinets and the doors. I'm constantly, um, you know, duct tape is a such a, a magical uh, tool and, and, you know, duct taping things, fixing things, zip tying things. This thing is loose. These cables need to be, you know, put together. I mean, just all kinds of things, super gluing toys that get broken or something like that. I mean, there's all kinds of little things that you can fix. And so that was just a great Father's Day gift of these little things that I'm constantly looking for and using because I love fixing things. Now, I got to tell you guys, I am not a mechanic. I'm not an engineer. I am not a master really of any trade. I just rig things up. I, I can put great band-aids on things. But I've also learned that you know, I can do a lot of things, and especially today, there are YouTube videos. I, I go to my friends who have skills in plumbing and electrical and things, and I help get them to walk me through things and learn to fix things. And here's why I'm saying that. One, our wives want us to fix things. They want that squeaky door to stop squeaking. They want that, you know, that pipe fixed, and we are wired to fix things. So sometimes we don't often think about, hey, a great investment in my own life, a great thing that might fill my tank is fixing things. I like to fix things. So, so wives, here's a tip. Find some things for your husband to fix. Now, don't make that a nag list, but just say, hey, babe, you are so good at fixing things. And remember that big box of duct tape and super glue and zip ties and WD-40 that we bought you? Here's some things that I've seen around the house that I would love for you just to, you know, when you get a chance to, to fix these things, because you're so good at that. Um, and, and that's a great way to bless our moms is just to tackle those things, Okay. Uh, you know, instead of just sitting down and reading the paper or getting on your phone or watching a ball game, hey, set aside some time and just start making a list and knocking these things off. Most of these things only take a few minutes, but it also feeds our heart and our soul because we're getting to do something that we've been wired to do to fix things. So let me encourage you, get, a, get you a good list and fix things because we are good at fixing things um, and that'll be a great gift for you. Now, let me talk about, as we kind of land this thing and wrap up this episode today, let me talk about some things that we can't always fix. Especially needs dads. One of the things I think we, we wrestle with a lot is the reality that we can't fix our child's diagnosis. We can't fix that situation. They are, my two daughters are always going to have down syndrome and there's going to be limitations there's going to be some ceilings because of that now there's there there's so much they can do but there's going to be some things they can't do that they probably never will do and I can't fix that there's some things and and I know for many of you and I have dear friends dear fellow special needs dads who who their children's ceilings and limitations are far greater than my girls and there's challenges and and their challenges are sometimes far greater and sometimes we look at that, and that's a huge blow to us. That's a huge um, thing in our, in our lives because we can't fix that. And there's a lot of things in this life we can't fix. There's, there's things with my typical kids I can't fix for them. There's things that my wife walks through I can't fix it. There's things that I face in life that I just can't fix that. I can't. No amount of super glue, duct tape, zip ties is going to fix that. And I think about, you know, when, when I face difficulties, when I face a challenge, my knee-jerk reaction, and I think this is so true for, for most of us, my knee-jerk reaction is I want to fix it. 
or I want to remove it, or I want to avoid it, or I want to escape that problem, that difficulty, because I can't fix it. But I was reading in the, in the Bible the other day, and I came across a passage that I've read so many times, but the Lord really spoke to me um, this time. And I just want to read this from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. James writes and says this. He says, "'Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds.'" Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, perseverance is not one of those words that sounds good. I mean, it just sounds, that's hard. Persever, you got to persevere. But what James is reminding us here is, number one, is like, look, you're going to face difficulties. Jesus said that in, in, in John's gospel. He's look, in this life, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have hard times. It's going to be a reality of life. There's going to be lots of things we just can't fix. But the Bible tells us, listen, that's okay. Because oftentimes these difficulties are, are, are a part of our life, not so we can fix it, but so that we can learn perseverance. And why is that so important? Well, because he says there, because he says, listen, he says, he says, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And here's why perseverance is so important. He says in verse four, because perseverance must finish its work. So perseverance has a work in our life. He says, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. There's a, there's a purpose in these difficulties. There's a purpose in these challenges. These, these incredibly wonderful, special kids that God has given us, he chose me. He chose you to be their dad. Yes, and he knows you're a fixer and I'm a fixer, but he gave us a situation that we can't fix. And part of that is because he's growing perseverance in us. We're going to have to persevere. Our kids are going to have to persevere through these challenges. But what God is doing is through that perseverance, He's as it works in us, it's making us mature and complete, lacking nothing. I heard a guy one time recently say, he said, I've never met a strong person who had an easy past. That perseverance makes us strong. Special needs moms and, 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 and dads, you're some of the strongest people walking the, the, the face of this earth right now. And I know our tendency is to want to fix those things and make it better, and we just can't do that. There's things we can't fix, and so we got to trust that God is growing perseverance in us, and that perseverance is finishing its work and doing its work so that we can be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And the work that God is doing in us is far greater than anything we might accomplish in business, in athletics, in academics, in entertainment, or whatever that this world so values today. The thing that God values, He is bringing it about and making it a reality in our life through the very hard work of perseverance. So let me just encourage you today. Fix the things you can fix. Just Go at those things hard. Use those skills and those opportunities because it brings you great joy. I understand it. But also recognize those things that I can't fix, maybe that's what God is using in my life to grow my perseverance, to teach me how to persevere when it's hard. And in doing that, He's actually making me stronger, mature, and complete, lacking nothing. That's a pretty amazing thought. I just And I've continued to ponder that for days now. And I just wanted to encourage you with that as well. 
So as we come into this Father's Day and we wrap this thing up today, um, I've given you some great dad jokes. I've given you some tips. I've even shared with you the perfect ultimate Father's Day gift. And I uh, hope you remember that. And the last thing I want to do is just share with you um, a couple little final gifts. And these are some books that I want to encourage you uh, to take a look at. Becky shared about one at the opening. She talked about the book that uh, her late husband, my dear friend, Jeff Davidson, uh, started before he passed. And then Becky uh, completed that book, Common Man, Extraordinary Call. This is a great read for dads, and I encourage you. Uh, be a great Father's Day gift. You can find these on Amazon. Uh, we've got them on our website as well at risingboveministries.org. A great book. I'm currently reading a book by Craig Johnson, a friend of mine that I recently met, and Craig has a son with autism, and he wrote a book called Champion, How One Boy's Miraculous Journey Through Autism is Changing the World. And Craig is such a neat guy, and this book is a great encouraging read for dads. It brings a lot of hope um, and helps you see a bigger picture of, of learning to persevere uh, through a story that we didn't think was going to be our story. And, and that's the case for so many of us as special needs dads. So Craig Johnson's book called Champion. Um, you can find that on Amazon, wherever you buy, buy books. It's a great book as well. Now, moms, I want to give you a book that uh, this is a book for you, but it's a gift to your husband. This is a book that you would get for yourself. And, and the gift to your husband is that you're going to read it. This is a book uh, by Shanti Feldham, and it's called For Women Only. And it's what you need to know about the inner lives of men. This is a great book. She and her husband put this together, and this just does an, a great job of, of explaining to wives how men are wired, how we think, and, and, and what's going on. Um, so it's for women only, what you need to know about the inner lives of men. Um, again, wherever you buy books, you can find this, and it is a great resource. And it would be a great gift you to give to your husband that you're going to read this book and and read it together and and ask him. It's like, really, is that true? Is that really how you think? Is that really what you're like? And because it, it's going to open up great conversations for the two of you. Because one of the important things in our marriages, and especially for those of us that are raising kids with special needs, is to make sure we understand each other. Um, and to be a great team together. And so that's a great, great book. And then the last one I'll share with you is the classic Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. This thing is over 30 years old now, but it is a great book. My wife and I read this early in our marriage. It was so helpful for us to understand each other's love language so that we can communicate each other's love language, so that we are making those heart investments in one another. Um, so this would be a great book for you to read as a couple and to talk about it just to strengthen your marriage. So there's some great Father's Day uh, gift ideas for you out there, dads. Um, I wanna encourage you, learn to persevere. Uh, that's a great gift that God has given us. Um, and it's hard sometimes uh, to learn it, but it's a great thing that he has given us. So uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this. I have so enjoyed stepping in here in front of the mic today and sharing some of these random thoughts that I've been having about Father's Day. And of course, always, if we can do anything to help you here at Rising Above Ministries, um, please reach out, contact us. Uh, you can find us on the web at risingaboveministries.org. We've got lots and lots of resources on our website. 
Uh, so make sure you check that out. We got some really cool hats that would make great Father's Day gifts as well. And dads, we have our annual base camp coming up in October. I'll give you a little teaser. Mark the date, save the date on your calendar, October 13th and 14th here in Tennessee. It's going to be a great weekend for dads. There'll be more information on our website uh, coming out later this year, but save that date. It's going to be a great day. We would love you to join us for that event. Well, I'm Steve Chapman from Rising Above Ministries. It has been a blast to be with you today. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. And uh, God bless you and just have a great, great day. And practice those dad jokes. And the delivery is so important, guys. Don't forget that. Have a great day. Be blessed. See you later. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.